Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the On The Rocks podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman joined as usual by my colleague Patrick Saunders and we are talking rock spring training as it is underway over in Scottsdale where Patrick is opener this weekend at Salt River Field. We're discussing just general observations from down there from Mr. Saunders, Rockies rotation, Rockies bullpen, and we'll close the show with a little interview with closer Daniel Bard coming off a career year last year. So Patrick, let's just start off the show. You're down there in sunny Arizona and uh, it's pretty chilly up here in Colorado, but you know, what's, what's the sense of things down in camp, you know, Bud Black getting another year on his contract, uh, Kyle Freeland saying we can't accept the losing anymore. Kind of what are your general feelings, observations as we're gearing up for the first Cactus League game here? Well, let's start off with the weather, okay? Because I know that's always an interesting topic. Sunny today and reasonably warm, but man, it's been pretty crappy here too. Not like back home with minus whatever, but um, yeah, the weather's been kind of kind of crummy, which I guess is not that unusual for early spring training. But um, uh, I think the players are getting a little bit tired of it, as you know well. No, Kyle hope always brings eternal during spring training. Even if you're the Rockies or the Pirates or the Royals or the Tigers or the Nationals or whoever else is down at the bottom. Um, very loose team. I get that sense. Pretty tight-knit group of guys, and I think you know that. I mean, if you look at – you go in the clubhouse at Salt River, it's structured so the veterans kind of have this one wall. Uh, and those guys – you know, they have formed a pretty tight core. So the, all that's good. Um, you don't want an uptight or urgent spring training clubhouse. I mean, that'd be counterproductive. It's such a long time. Um, I do get a sense, Kyle, players I've talked to and asked them about all the speculation or projections that the Rockies are going to be you know, a 65-win team, uh, threatening to lose 100 games, the last place in the NLS again. Uh, guys have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder about that, but they told us that before, and the result hasn't been very different. So I'm not sure if uh, motivation of what's out there via Vegas or the media is going to be any anything for uh, a rallying cry for this team. Um, well, and we've heard this in the past, right? A couple years ago. Exactly. Freeland exactly was like, what I'm saying. Yeah, Freeland was like, hey, we enjoy being a snake in the grass. And yeah, they went out yeah. and bombed. So You know, and, I, and I, I admire Kyle for his passion and his, at least his willingness to say stuff like that. Very few players on this team through the years have been been willing to even say stuff like that. Right. So I, I like that about Cape Free. Uh, it's kind of out of his control how well the team does. Um, and let's face it, um, you know, a few bullpen additions, um, a few guys here and there, but it's pretty much outside of the prospects coming up. It's pretty much the same group they had last year at the end of the year, uh, which, you know, to be brutally honest, doesn't inspire much confidence that this team is going to make huge strides. The team will tell you different. Right. And as we'll, we'll hear later in the podcast with Daniel Bart, he'll tell you why he thinks this team has a chance to be better and be different. And he makes some interesting points. 
but he's also a member of the team. And those of us who have to be reasonably critical of the product have to call it like we see it. And right now we see it as a team that's going to struggle. And real quick on that bullpen here on the On the Rocks podcast before we take a look at the rotation. And you wrote about this this week, Patrick, on DenverPost.com slash Rockies. And that's the two key additions out there who, along with Daniel Bard, are going to be asked to prop up the back end of that bullpen. Brent Suter and then Pierce Johnson, Colorado guy, of course. So those two newcomers, what kind of onus is on them, Patrick? And how are you sensing they're kind of taking on that onus as they come into a new clubhouse? Well, I think they're both intriguing guys, Kyle. Um, they lost Carlos Estevez, who is we know has shown flashes of terrific talent as he did the second half of 2022, and also shown a lot of inconsistency. You know, he's a hard thrower, 98 fastball, hard slider, can touch a hundred at times. But now he's with the Angels for a two-year deal. And so, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Sutter and um, and Pierce Johnson kind of have to fill the bill. Uh, Johnson's intriguing to me, as you mentioned, our, uh, a Colorado kid, uh, Faith Christian High School, uh, or Faith Christian Academy, I rather, I guess is the official way you say it, from Arvada. Um, when he's been healthy, when he was with the Padres uh, last year, he, he flashed some pretty good stuff. His numbers are pretty good. And he grew up in Colorado, so hopefully the altitude's not going to to get to him too much, but he's, he's got to stay healthy. Um, and then, uh, you know, the other guy's a left-hander, and outside of Lucas Gilbreth, they don't have a left-hander in the pen, so they're going to need both of him and Gilbreth, who's another Colorado kid. Uh, but, I mean, I, I thought they were, for one-year acquisitions, not spending a lot of money, they were certainly not game-changers, but solid pickups, in my opinion. But it's going to take more than those two, Gilbert and, of course, closer Daniel Bard, given that they play half their games at Coors Field. You need a really deep bullpen. And I'm not sure the Rockies have that much depth. I am I am uh, intrigued, I think is a good word, by Justin Lawrence, the right-hander, the side armor. Got really good stuff. He's never really found... His niche found his groove for a variety of reasons, but uh, he intrigues me. We'll see. But the Rockies had the worst, the highest ERA in the majors last year out of their bullpen, despite Daniel Bart having a phenomenal all-star worthy season. Uh, the bullpen was a major problem. Walk Too many walks by the bullpen was a major problem. They'd put guys on, and then one or two hits would lead to you know four, five, six runs. That was a disaster. Need to clean that up, no question. On the Rocks podcast, that's Patrick Saunders. This is Kyle Newman breaking down the Rockies as spring training getting going and the Cactus League firing off this weekend down in Scottsdale and beyond all around Arizona. So let's look at the Rockies rotation here for a second, Patrick, before we get to that interview with Daniel Bard to close the show. And we mentioned kind of some of those holes in the bullpen. Do they have the depth there? Well, Depth questions in the rotation as well. I mean, you got Armand Marquez, uh, and he's dealing with the hamstring injury, right? That knocked him out of the World Baseball Classic. You got Kyle Freeland, as we mentioned, Antonio Sensatella, but of course he's coming off a knee injury sustained last year. He's not going to be available for the start of the season. 
And then, you know, you got some question marks, uh, Jose Urena, Ryan Feltner. I mean, who is going to fill out the middle to bottom of this rotation? And should this be a serious concern for Rockies fans as of this point? Well, it should be a concern because the pitchers themselves, uh, GM Bill Schmidt and manager Bud Black, all said last year they thought the starting rotation was the strength of the team. Turned out not to be. Marquez had his worst season of his career. Freeland numbers weren't great, although he finished the season strong. And he, he was he was solid, I guess you could say, although he wasn't as good as you'd hoped he'd be. Um, so yeah, I, they have to they have to turn it around. Uh, you mentioned Marquez, his hamstring. It's it's much better. He's scheduled to throw a, a live bullpen f- uh, Saturday, uh, not during the the real game, not not the Cactus League opener, but. He's making strides. Uh, Sensatella actually threw a bullpen session today, not a live BP, but threw a bullpen session today, Friday, which is a good sign as he comes back from that torn ACL and the surgery. Uh, so that's that's good news, too. Uh, you know, Feldner's a, you know, we'll have to see. I, I think he was a part of the rotation probably sooner than the Rockies expected and or hoped him to be. Yep. But they had no choice. He was pretty raw last year, and he got beat up. Talked to him uh, just this morning, as a matter of fact, and uh, he thinks he didn't tell me the specifics, but uh, he thinks he's figured a few things out. Uh, he's at, trying to add a cutter to his fastball to maybe give him a in-between pitch between his fastball and his slider to kind of keep guys off balance from uh, sitting on either the fastball or guessing on the slider. So if that cutter comes in play, that'll be helpful for him. I will give you one good piece of news, and, and uh, I don't know how far this is going to take him, but I think one of the early surprises of camp uh, has been Peter Lambert. Now, I'm not, now I'm not saying he's the salvation of the rotation, but he's only made two starts since undergoing Tommy John way back in 2020, two big league starts. He's made a handful of minor league starts. He, you know, he was pulled from the Arizona Fall League because of forearm tightness uh, and a little bit of inflammation. He told me that was strictly precautionary. It wasn't a big deal. But he's thrown really well. And it's not just my eyes telling me that, Kyle. Bill Schmidt has told me that. Buddy Black has gone on the record and said he looks great. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, people were really had high expectations for Lambert. If you remember when he made his debut at Wrigley against the Cubs yeah. in Chicago, right? And uh, God, what, what did he, he went seven innings, seven innings, five, five hits, something like that. It was, it was crazy. It was good. And then his yeah. next start was against the Cubs too, back home. And he did okay. Then the wheels came off a little bit. Uh, and then he's had so many elbow issues after Tommy John and it, you know, it just never really healed properly. But, he seems to be in a good place. And if he can, I'm not saying he's going to break with the, the, the team, but if he can go down to Albuquerque and, and pitch some and, you know, get some, some wins under his belt, you know, he might provide them with a little more depth than I expected they would have. Because Ryan Rawlison, the lefty, he threw a, a, a short bullpen session today. Uh, he's coming off shoulder surgery, and he still looks to me like he's, He's a ways away. He's he's not really close to being ready. Uh, and then, you know, Austin Gomber, first year, the guy part of the Nolan Arenado trade, 
first year with the Rockies was was really good, particularly at Coors Field. Uh, he was not good last year. And by the end of the year, both out of necessity and also because of his uh, ineffectiveness, ineffectiveness, he ended up in the bullpen much of the year. Now he's back in the rotation. Uh, boy, if he could if he could repeat, you know, twenty twenty one, that would be a huge for the Rockies. But these are all ifs, right? There's a lot of ifs. If this, if that, uh, hope this, hope that. Um, but like I said, spring training and. Yeah, try to be optimistic, I suppose, right? Yeah, and I mean, Patrick, like you said, Peter Lambert and Ryan Ralston, obviously two top starting pitching prospects for the Rockies for a couple years there, and then both of them kind of cratered out there. Good to see Peter Lambert on the comeback trail. Sounds like Ralston is behind him, but also on the comeback trail. And then, as you mentioned, Austin Gomber, you know, he came, made his debut after coming in the Nolan trade, was pretty good, and then he's gotten derailed too, so... If those three guys, if out of those three guys, maybe they get one to be a back-end decent starter, give you some quality starts at the number four or five slot, that'll be a big win for them, I think. And they're going to need that. They're going to need somebody stepping up and providing that depth because right now there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, I agree. And we haven't really talked about uh, Marquez uh, other than the hamstring thing. You know, all-star, first-time all-star in uh, 2021, uh, although the second half of his 21 season wasn't very good. Right. And I leaked over to last year. They need him. They need him and Freeland. They need him to be, I guess you could call them stoppers. The Rockies don't have a real ace. I mean, nobody qualifies as an ace. But they need somebody who every fifth day they can think, you know what, okay, it's a long, ugly road trip, or we're not playing particularly well, or the bats have gone cold. But, man... Marquez is pitching Saturday or Freeland's pitching Sunday. And, you know, if those guys can give us seven strong innings, you know, we can get a win here. They need that from Marquez. And that, to me, comes down to, you know, a few things. I'm curious what you think. A fastball command for sure. You know, too often he was spraying his fastball. Uh, he would get behind in the count. The hitter would get the advantage. And he'd lay one right over the middle and he'd get creamed. Because he's still got good stuff, Kyle. And you look at the numbers, the raw numbers on his velo and everything else. Uh, curveball, that knuckle curve, still a good pitch. Uh, his slider still has bite to it. His fastball still averages almost 96 miles an hour. Uh, but his consistency, his lack of fastball command, and the fact that, you know, this has been his MO a lot. Marquez will have, you know, one, two, three, sometimes more games a year where he didn't get out of the second, first, second, third inning, and the Rockies can't afford that from him because, uh, you know, if he's going to be this team's best pitcher and the guy with the best stuff, he's got to, uh, he's got to come through for him this year for sure. Uh, and I believe the Rockies, and I'm not positive, I think the Rockies hold a club option on him in 2024, I think. But anyway, the point being that. You know, sooner or later, he's going to be, here in the next couple of years, he's going to be a free agent. And he's going to want to, you know, he has one nice contract, but he's never made the big contract. And he's going to want to show what he's got, be it for the Rockies or somebody else who's out there looking for him. Because he's still relatively young. He's not even 30 yet. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing, I think, going back to last year, which was probably so frustrating to Rockies front office. And Bud Black expressed this frustration 
on numerous occasions is that lack of inconsistency and Armand's got the stuff. We know he's got the cheese. We know he's got the knuckle curve, but it's like the pitchability and the engagement in a game. And you could see sometimes in certain games where he blew, blew up, like he just lost it. He stopped pitching and competing and nothing irks Bud Black more than that, especially when it's out of, out of his so-called ace. So definitely need more consistency out of easy cheese this year. We'll see if the Rockies get that. Again, this is the On The Rocks podcast brought to you by the Denver Post, Kyle Newman alongside Patrick Saunders. So final segment of the show here, Patrick cut up with Daniel Bard out at Salt River Fields today, Friday, talking about the upcoming season and why Mr. Bard thinks that this team could win some more games than the critics are predicting. Of course, Daniel, fourth season in Colorado he's going into and he had, he had the comeback story from, you know, being out of baseball from 2013 to 20, overcoming the yips, overcoming all that mental stuff. And then what, he, what does he do last year, Patrick? A glossy 1.79 ERA over 57 games, 34 saves, career highs uh, in, in the ERA and saves category for Daniel. So they're going to need a repeat performance out of him this year. Let's take a listen in to hear what Daniel Bard has to say. And welcome back to this segment of the On the Rocks podcast. I'm here in Scottsdale, Arizona, of course, and with uh, relief pitcher and Rockies closer, Daniel Bard. Daniel, thanks for taking some time to do this. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, First question I wanted to ask you, um, we're closing in on the World Baseball Classic. You get the honor uh, to represent your country in that. What went into your thinking about why you wanted to do it and what's your excitement level as you look forward to it uh, for me it was a no-brainer i mean i knew if, if i had the opportunity and they were um uh, willing to ask me that it was just something that i, I wanted to do um it's uh I've, I've worn usa jersey a few times a couple different times in my my career but it's been a long time i think 2004 was the last time wow. with the college national team so um you know, those tournaments are fun. It's, it's a really cool thing to do as an amateur. Um, this, to me, is like taking it up another notch. Um, puts it on a world stage. You're playing, you know, some of these teams look like full-blown all-star teams, you know, with a lot of future Hall of Famers on them, including ours. So, um, to me, being having a chance to be a part of that roster and a tournament this special and, and possibly have a chance to win it is something I just knew I wanted to be a part of. In a nutshell, how did the process go in terms of you being able to either be asked or offered to to join the club? Yeah, uh, at the end of last season, um, I think my agent and I spoke, and he asked, hey, is this something you'd be interested in? And I had already been thinking about it and kind of hoping that they would reach out. I didn't know how it worked, but he said, let me let me make a few calls. Uh, he's had other players play in the past, so he knew um, – the GM and the guy who's uh, who runs USA Baseball over there. So made some calls and I think got me added to kind of a list of guys that were possibilities. And then as I think as they narrowed that down, um, I was still left. So here we are. And it was, like I said, it was kind of a no-brainer. Once they were interested, I, I knew it was something I wanted to do. That's awesome. Um, last year, you had such a terrific year. You set uh, some franchise records uh, in terms of statistics for a, for a Rockies closer, um, did you give yourself a chance to look back on last year? I mean, we all know the story of where you, 
where you've come from and the journey you took. Uh, did you give yourself a chance to look back and maybe revel in that a little bit? A little bit. Um, maybe not fully. But okay. yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, finished the year very confident, you know, spent most of the year feeling pretty good. It wasn't always perfect, you know. Sometimes you look back and you're surprised at how good the numbers are. You're like, man, I had that month where I wasn't feeling good or I was a little worn down. And then, you know, you just keep grinding and grinding and making one pitch at a time. And you look up at the end of the year and you're like, man, I put together a pretty cool season. And that's kind of how it was, you know. No, I think people look at great seasons, whether it's a hitter or a pitcher, and they're like, oh, the game must have just been super easy. Um, and not that it, it is easier than it is at other times, but at the same time, it, you're still out there having to get those outs, you know, and work hard. And the hitters, they don't roll over just because you have a, a two ERA. You know, they still put up a, a tough at-bat consistently. So felt like I worked for it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of that catch where at the end of a season like that, you're like, okay, now we got to do it again, you know. And it's uh, – I, I want to – I know I'm a better pitcher when I'm always trying to one-up myself and trying to improve something, trying to be better. And what I didn't want to fall into this offseason was get complacent to where it's like, okay, just do the same thing you did last year. Right. Because the thing that led me to last year was having a really bad year the year before, and I was – I went into the previous offseason – uh, before last year, really looking to change some things and looking to get better at some things and really pushing myself in the weight room because it wasn't a good year in 21. So I, I was, what led to last year was, was that, you know, kind of unending desire to make myself better. So I don't, while I don't want to maybe change as many things going into this year, I don't want to lose that, that hunger. Were you disappointed that you didn't make the All-Star game? For a minute. You know, Just for a minute? Yeah, I didn't let once I, I think it was, so then you got to go fly fishing I assume or something <laughs> yeah well yeah I just got to spend it with my family sure. um got to spend more time with my kids than I would have if I made it and got you know arm gets a little break mind gets a little break I think everybody wants to you know see what an all-star game feels like and not to mention I think just a lot of times it's just the honor you know of being selected because with pitchers uh our selection comes from our peers you know it's player selection is how right. pitchers get picked so that that would have meant a lot I think um, but at the same time it's a limited number of guys I get it I mean I looked at it and I was like yeah you can make an argument I should be out there there's 10 other guys you could also make an argument for on both sides of the ball so there's only so many spots and uh, once it didn't once it passed I kind of said well I know I'm having a good year and you know we only got our one guy and Crony was having a unbelievable season too so he deserved it and it is what it is I'd enjoy the time off too this group of Rockies now there's a lot of young players coming up that the fans are excited about <coughs> uh, but I, I look at here at the clubhouse at Salt River and, and the wall of veterans and you guys are pretty tight it seems like a pretty close-knit team I've been covering this team for a long time and I get the feeling you guys are pretty close Having said that, uh, Daniel, and I'm sure you've heard, most people are not giving you guys much of a chance this year to to be a winning team, maybe not even get out of the NL West basement. How would you counter that argument if, you know, a reporter like me says, you know, projections are 65 wins, 68 wins, something. 
uh, what would you say to fans to give them hope and say, listen, we're going to be better than the naysayers think we are? Yeah, I think you're right. We do have a, a very tight-knit group of uh, the core that's been here since before I've been here. But I feel like, you know, this will be my fourth year here. I've kind of become a part of it with Charlie and, and Mac and, and Marky and Freeland, uh, Senza. Um, it's a good group. It's a good group of guys who nobody's throwing their hat out there every night. Every one of those guys um, play brings their their a game every night and that's just that's hard to do like there's there's plenty of more talented guys across the league that you know maybe if the team's not in it as much like the we were at the end of last year kind of start to mail it in never saw that with this group never saw it, especially with that core um which which you could very easily do so to me that that means a lot about the character of this team um and I think I'm hoping our young guys who are, you know, either called up at the end of last year saw that, or the guys who are in camp here for the first time they see the way that that we go about our business. Hopefully that rubs off and that culture continues because I think if the culture stays there, um, it's just a matter of time before good things happen, before the right mix of guys um, have good have their good years at the same time. Last year we had. You know, a handful of key players have down years, all in the same year, and and you add that up, and you end up with a you know a last place team, which is unfortunate. But I look across our our roster, and I think it's really easy to see spots where it's like there can be some big improvement in guys without a whole lot of change. Starting rotation, I think, is clear. Uh, Marky's going to have a better year. Free was solid all last year, but I think he's going to get better. Um, Gomber's going to bounce back. I think we he's identified the things that led to a little bit of struggle in the middle of the year, and once he got sent to the pen, he never really got a chance to get his feet back under him, but that's a number three starter when he's right that we didn't have last year. Um, I think Senza has shown some willingness to use his uh, repertoire a little differently, maybe, moving forward, and that's going to make him better. And so, like, literally, it's not – Absurd for all those guys to knock a run off their ERA hmm. from last year. And I think if that happens to three or four of them, you're talking about 10 more wins easily right there, just in that group. Um, and then you talk about, uh, I think, a reinforced bullpen. I like the additions we've made. You know, we lose Esty, but I think the pieces they've, they've we've filled in and some of those younger arms are going to be really good. I think we finally have some starting pitching depth that we haven't had. You know, you had Seabold and and Urania's back. Um, I think Feltner's going to take a big step forward. He's a smart kid, electric stuff, ability to do a lot of things with the baseball that he was learning how to use his stuff at the big league level last year. And Lambert, uh, I think he's had a really good early camp. I saw and Pete throw his live BP. He looked awesome. He's yeah, throwing really considering hard. everything he's been through. And people forget that he was a 21-year-old making his debut not that long ago, which right. is that tells you how good a guy is right there if you're debuting as a pitcher two years out of high school. Right. Um, there's just a lot of little pieces that if all these guys can take that small step forward or back to what they used to be, which I don't think is a, is a stretch, 10, 15 more wins, hopefully more, but I think 10 to 15 is well within, the, within reach with this group. And 
mean, baseball is a crazy game. You look at look at the Giants, San Francisco Giants, from twenty one to twenty two. How much they changed? You know, they went from one hundred and six wins to you know, they end up somewhere in the seventies last year, just by and basically the same team. You know, minus one or two guys. Crazy stuff happens, and it can go both ways. So I think we had a lot of tough luck last year with performance, some injuries, uh, losing Kinley in the middle of the year hurt a lot. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I think we're all hopeful, and preseason, no, you know, projections are what they are. You guys have to put them out. Um, I would too if I was in your shoes. But I think our job is not to read that, but to just go out and play. That's, part know. of the reason why you decided to re-up with this team for two more years. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't love the people that I work with. That's the the core players. That's the, the coaching staff. It's Buddy. Um, just a good group of people to work with to come to work with every day. Uh, real quick, and then we'll we'll let you go. Get on with your day. Um, tell tell the the Rockies fans, the listeners, just a little bit, if you don't mind, sharing a little bit about your family and the joy it gives you. Um, those of us who cover the team, we see your boys in the clubhouse. It's it's really a kick. I've seen that for years. I saw it with uh, Matt Holliday's kid, and Troy Tulowitzki's kids, and Helton, even though he had two little girls. Um, but just how, they just see, your whole family just seems to be really invested in you as a pitcher. and. I'm pretty sure where your family sits is pretty close to the press box at Coors. And we can hear <laughs> your kids cheering for their dad during the game. Can you just share a little bit about what the family experiences is like of you being a Colorado Rocky? Yeah, and that's <clears throat> they're they're probably the biggest reason I decided to pitch again. Really? Back, back in twenty twenty. <clears throat> my boys were I don't know, they were two and four at the time. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, this might be the last chance I have to get them around the game, you know, with me still as a in pro, in pro baseball. So that was kind of my goal. It's like, I just want to play, even if it's independent ball <clears throat> or something where I can have them out on the field. You know, and obviously it's turned into a lot more than that. And I'm just really thankful that uh, I'm able to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a, got a little cough. <clears throat> but, um... Yeah, so I try to get them in the clubhouse. They know that uh, if the Rockies win, they're not super into baseball. They love the event of our games. Right. Um, they love getting popcorn and cotton candy and dipping dots. Wearing, <laughs> they put on all their Rockies gear, so it's like a big, you know, big event for them. But as far as paying attention to the game, my oldest just started to get into it uh, this past year, and I think the main motivation was. I told him if the Rockies win and we're at home, you can come in the clubhouse after the game. If we lose. Uh, it's just not a good environment for <laughs> No, it's kids. not. And, uh, Nor is it a good environment for reporters either. <laughs> right. But after a win, you know, the music's playing, everybody's happy, running around, and, and they can kind of do whatever they want. And so now that they know that, they really want us to win every night. That's they did awesome. before, but now it's even more. So, um, yeah, my oldest, Davis, has really gotten into learning the ins and outs of the game. And uh, when I come in the game, my wife says they usually pay attention for about the first five pitches and they cheer really hard and then they kind of go back to whatever they were doing. Um, but that's fine. I, I just, I'm glad they still like coming to games and I hope that that continues. Awesome. 
Daniel, appreciate it very much. Uh, Rockies fan, that's closer Daniel Bard, and um, he will be pitching for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic here in just a couple weeks. For the On the Rocks podcast, this is Patrick Saunders. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Again, that was Daniel Bard with Patrick out at Salt River Fields on Friday talking about the 2023 season. That'll just about do it for today's show. Let's get one more quick impression, thought from you, Patrick, as we close the show. What do the Rockies have to do, accomplish, as Cactus League games start getting going? How can some traction be accomplished here heading into the regular season? Is it some young guys shining? Is it some proof in the pudding and the rotation? Uh, maybe some of those bullpen guys having some good outings and letting you know, okay, maybe we have more depth there. What, what do you what do you want to see, especially starting this weekend? Well, what I want to see, I think you hit upon it, uh, some of the young guys, right? Uh, now, I'm not saying there's anybody on this squad right now who's going to pull a Trevor Story back in, what, 2016, set camp on fire and make the roster maybe a little ahead of schedule. We already know that Ezekiel Tovar uh, his pencil is the starting shortstop. Uh, but there's some other guys who, and I'm thinking particularly of Zach Veen, and I don't think there's any chance he starts with the big league club. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Rockies want to see how their prized prospects do in camp and again in a cactus league. And I'm talking about Zach Veen. I'm talking about Drew Romo. Uh, Brenton Doyle. Brett, exactly. Yeah. Brenton Doyle, who... Uh, who's caught some attention already in camp. Um, those kind of guys who are the future for this club, I, I know the Rockies are very eager to see how they perform. And then you throw in uh, Montero, the corner infielder, and you throw in Michael Tolia, uh, who is certainly not a lot to make this roster. I mean, he's got to play his way onto this roster. He's going to start in AAA. Those, to me, are the most intriguing things about this team, uh, particularly early, because as you well know, uh, the guys who already have a spot on the roster and are starters, you know, early on, they're going to play two, three, maybe four innings, get their bats and go play golf. Well, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of the kids uh, through the early going in Cactus League games, and I am really eager to see how they produce. And Veen... Buddy Black, the manager, was talking about Veen today. Actually, uh, I mentioned to Buddy, I said, man, Veen is just, he looks so different. I mean, he the, he's put on, according to Buddy, you know, Buddy may have exaggerated a little bit. According to Buddy, he's put on 25 pounds since the Arizona Fall League. That's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of muscle between then and now, uh, but he does look a lot bigger. I mean, he's still cut, he's still lean, uh, but man... He looks like he's a player who could do some damage. Uh, but I'm, I'm really curious to see, you know, he, he's being struggled in double A, Hartford in a short stint there. Uh, and then he shined in the Arizona Fall League. He was the offensive, outstanding offensive player of uh, the Arizona Fall League. So now we're back against big league pitchers. And I bet we're going to see a lot of Zach Bean early in games because the Rockies want to see what he does against frontline pitchers so that that'll those are some of the things i'm i'm eager this has been the on the rocks podcast brought to you by denver post kyle newman alongside patrick saunders head to denverpost.com slash rockies for continued coverage of the club throughout spring training and until next time folks take, take it, it easy, easy.